This is People and Property, the relocation podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Christine. Join us as we tell all about the wonderful business that is international relocation. Welcome, everybody. It's Tony and Christine with me today. Hi. Uh, from People and Property, the relocation podcast powered by Saunders 1865. We haven't seen you for a while. Uh, we've been really, really busy uh, with relocation work starting up like crazy um, as the restrictions in the UK are being relaxed, thankfully. Um, and we've also been busy setting up our new lives uh, here in the country. Uh, which uh, we've been discussing in previous episodes. You can see uh, our three episodes on that tell the story, actually, of our escape to the country. I can't remember the number of those episodes, but if you look on our website uh, or on our podcast platform, you'll easily, easily be able to find them. Uh, so do dip into those. Um, actually, what we are going to discuss today is sort of aligned with uh, that topic, uh, because what has been really quite incredible, and I don't know what it's like in your location, I know we have listeners all around the world, uh, because we're obviously interested in global property matters, being a, an international relocation firm um, at Saunders 1865. But in the UK, there's re- really been a very counterintuitive move in the, in the property market. One would have expected, with everything closing down, uh, that things would have literally collapsed, uh, but quite the reverse. And I w- I'm going to refer to an article that appeared in this la- just this last Sunday Times, which is the, you know, the serious broadsheet of the UK, uh, which the, head- the headline of the article is House Prices, How the COVID-19 Pandemic Sent the Housing Market into a Frenzy. Um, and uh, so you can actually, if you Google that title I just gave you, you'll actually be able to find that article on the, Sun, on the Sunday Times. But I'm going to give you the flavor of it. i uh, just read you the introduction. It, and I agree with this entirely. It is one of the oddest outcomes from the pandemic, a housing market that is so frenetic that there could be nothing to sell within two months. Nothing to sell within two months. Um, and it goes on to talk about Easter, which has just passed, obviously, being traditionally the start of the house hunting season. March was the busiest month for a decade. More sales were agreed on March the 23rd. Interesting, uh, because that was the date that we went into lockdown last year uh, than on any other day in the past 10 years, according to Rightmove, which is the strongest, biggest property portal in the UK. So was that the 23rd of March this year? This year. Right. Absolutely. So so a year to the day? Yeah. Okay. So what's really, really interesting, and this is what gels, Chris, with our life, um, is that the, the areas that are really benefiting are not the cities like London, because people want to get out for very understandable Reasons. So it's it's the country that's uh, that's benefiting, and that's um, echoed in this next paragraph. Across the country, except in London, there is less than two and a half months' worth of homes left to buy. So does it say who's leaving London? Who's leaving though? It, the article doesn't grind that does, far. Doesn't grind that far. I, to I, the I age think, group. No, I think you'll get you'll sort of get the flavour of it though. Um, so. Uh, there's this guy who is quoted, um, Ben Priden, or is it pronounced Pryden, 
who is a director of Hewitton and Johnson, a North Yorkshire property firm. Uh, our friends Gillian and Dale will be uh, interested in that because they come from Yorkshire and, in fact, still have a house Gillian up there. Gillian and Nigel. Gillian and Nigel. Sorry, what did I say? You said Gillian and Dale. Oh, Gillian and Dale. Yeah, that's I, their surname. Yeah, they are <laughs> quite right. Um, he tells the story about a couple who drove up to Yorkshire last uh, month. I'm guessing that's from London. Uh, they set off from London in their Porsche Boxster, and they had four houses on their on their list to view. This sounds a little bit like our, our experience. By the time they, uh, except not the next bit, but by the time they arrived, three of those four properties had sold. Oh wow! So that's amazing, isn't it? And that it goes it goes on to say this this story is repeated all across the all across the country. Um, and that's, you know, we actually, um, Chris and I, well, you tell the story, Chris, if I've been talking long enough, but we, we made our decision to just talk about that quickly. We're well, we, gonna... we've, I think we've already gone over that. We have. We've actually almost, I mean, I don't want to repeat what we've said already, but all I, based on if hopefully people have, you know, heard us before. Yeah, but for those who story, haven't, just very quickly. Well, just in the story was just that the, 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 the lockdown and the COVID environment after 40 years in London completely turned us around and says we've got to get out um, and so we started doing the research online for virtual tours ready to as soon as uh, you know we got opened up and were allowed out which I think was June the 15th last year we went out into the marketplace having narrowed down properties that we had seen and liked virtually mm. and was able to make a decision very quickly um, but I'm thinking from based on this article though and um, what somebody uh, said to us about the article was, is you made the right decision at the right time. So we didn't leave it a year. We basically, well, well yeah. I feel that I feel very advantaged that we were ahead of the game because we're now a year in and we're well and truly settled into a completely new lifestyle. Well, thank you for crediting me with that decision. We made that decision actually jointly, uh, but the, but um I, I do feel that we were very lucky and I think it was probably more by luck than anything else uh, because when we went into lockdown, we didn't do it with any sort of ideas that the property market was going to take off, no, quite no, the reverse. No, In fact, we probably thought the property market was going to collapse uh, because of, you know, the whole economy had stopped. So, but well, we, we weren't... Could sell. Nobody could sell because yeah. nobody could go and view properties. So no, we were in total we, lockdown. We thought it was going to be and the opposite, yeah. So we were driven by lifestyle. Uh, you know, we're older. We're older couple um, in our mid-60s. You know, we were terrified of catching COVID, frankly. And we were in the centre of London, where the, which was dominated by young people all running around in their beautiful... Uh, running gear or cycling in their beautiful cycling, but they would run right by you or cycle and nearly knock you over. And we were worried. I used to get actually literally used to get into rows with young people because they had no concern about distancing. And uh, we, that's when we said, didn't we, we, we just got to get away from this. Yes. Yeah. And it was a big wrench for us because we had at, absolutely sort of loved being in London. We used to, our friends, we used to talk about it and they, we, they would say, well, isn't it time for you to sort of, go and live in the country and we said well we will do that one day but we weren't ready we? But we, we weren't never ready. felt we were ready and in fact our kids said they were absolutely you know you're never going to leave london you love it because everything we loved about london the theater the restaurants the lifestyle was everything was so so convenient for us the shopping the it, it's endless really we just couldn't imagine yeah you know 
going into in, into the country just yet. We didn't feel like we were old enough and ready. Right. So COVID did us a it sounds awful really, but did us a very big favour. Well, it, it it pushed us into doing something that we probably would have left far too late. Yeah, I think we would have um, If we late. hadn't been pushed, um, and you know. Uh, our business, our company, we'd run our company from London. Um, and, you know, our, our business is still very much attached to London. Uh, but uh, we felt that we had, we had to make this move. And we got on with it. We actually started, we actually started looking as soon as we went into lockdown. And what, what I feel we're very, what I feel is very lucky in our situation is that we did that. And now it's other people are really trying very hard to do the same thing. But we were right at the beginning, and they are now having to face all this competition. Well, that's what I mean. Yes. I mean that's why. So, so we didn't so, leave it too late. We were right ahead of the game. Um, in so look at this, Pat, Chris. Look, sorry to interrupt you, but look at this paragraph about our very area. We live in the Cotswolds of a beautiful area in England, a lovely rural village called Elmley Castle. Uh, but this paragraph here in the Times article says, in the Cotswolds, Harry Gladwin, who's a leading buying agent with Buying Solution, who are attached to Knight Frank, Knight Frank I believe, very famous estate agency, um, estimates that 50 people are chasing every single £2 million family home. Right? Um, That's a lot of money, £2 million. People are, people are putting 10, 15, uh, you know, there may be 10 or 15 buyers putting in Office. sealed bids yes. for each, you know, you, you put a, basically put your offer in an envelope and it's opened with all the others and the highest bidder normally or best buyer in the best position wins. So the and it even, but, but you know what, even, and this comes out of this article too, that they're not even showing properties to people who aren't in a position to buy. No, I, yes. And even when we started... Uh, the property that we're sitting in now, we're in the home office of our house um, in, in the Cotswolds now. Um, even when we started, the, the agent was not allowing, uh, the selling agent was not allowing yeah. people who wanted to look at the property to look at it unless they could prove that they were in a position, you know, li li they literally had the cash and they were ready to go. Yes, well, in fact, if you remember, we met some new people that have just moved into the village in October who actually you were talking about the shortlisting. They had shortlisted, uh, they came very um, uh, close behind us in terms of location. They were in Chiswick in London and they narrowed it down to 50 properties. Um, and they were finding the same thing that they, well, what they ended up doing as I discovered the other evening was is that they, they decided to, they had a buyer, so they sold their place in Chiswick and moved into a and into a rental that they had that was tenanted. Luckily, the tenant moved out, so they had to go into there because they needed to be in a position once they found the home to buy it straight away. Yeah. Because of that very reason that they were not yeah. they were not letting people even look unless they could prove that they had the money ready to go. Which is a huge huge change. So this right really brings me on to what I wanted to talk to you about, Chris. And of course, to get the views in time of our lis listeners as well uh, about what, how escaping to uh, living in a rural location has changed our lives um, and what you've found about that. Because obviously we, we are so used to living in London, you know, on top of our office uh, building. 
um, and uh, you know everything that goes along with not having a, a commute there uh, was was fantastic. Uh, but you know we had a very different lifestyle, and you know we really wondered whether we would be bored, didn't we, when we came out? <laughs> to the, really, are we going to be bored to death living yeah. uh, with cows and sheep and the all the rest? So, what have you? What things have you noticed? We've now been here how long? Six months more or more? No, more like nine. Nine months, so better part of a year coming. So, what have you? Th- what things have you noticed that um, you know particularly uh, well, changed life, whether it be for the better or for the worse? Well, I don't. I'll start off by saying there is there is no worse um, at all. I can only say positive, positive, positive um, things. The, probably the number one that jumps straight at me if you would just say to me. What's the number one? I would say the air, the mm. f- fresh air. And it might sound crazy to a lot of people, people who live in the city, and it would have probably sounded it to me. But I feel when I walk in this air, I feel the, the cleanness. Mm. I feel that just breathing it in and out yeah. is just, uh, just incredible. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have said I was a... Um, in London, you know, people talk about this. I know we don't have smog anymore in London, but the sort of air pollution and the, the crom, which we live very close to, if you remember the, the Cromwell Road, Road yeah. the, the, busy, the most, yeah, worst the in highest, Europe. Yes, yeah. um, pollution, polluted area. So I would say positive number one is the fresh air. Yes, Absolutely I would agree. Love the fresh air. Would agree. Um, number two. Uh, London is a very, very fast pace of life. Mm. Um, and we used to like that, didn't we? We did like that. Um, this is a completely the opposite, it's a completely much, much, much slower pace of life. But, and this sounds really weird, is, is that I find I'm busier now than I ever was in London mm. in a slower pace of life. It's as if there's well, it's not as it acts as it's as if there is so much more to do. Mm. There is always something going on, whether it's, I mean, at the moment, there is no social life, but it's getting there even in terms of going for a walk, talking well, to people, the, the, building up relationships. There's actually much, even though we're still largely in lockdown, um, there's still much more social life than we ever had in lockdown. Correct, yes. Because... Although we lived in a uh, you know building of flats where you'd expect to sort of be meeting people like they do in the movies, you know, all the time on the staircase and you know falling in love and all this sort of stuff that you see in the movies, we never saw anybody really. I mean, we you know we we hardly had a conversation with anybody. But here you can't even walk down our road towards the village without you know particularly you because you like to talk. <laughs> Um, you know, you, 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 you spent 20, 30 minutes just chatting with, with the various people because everybody knows everybody. Well, and, um, and that's and, yes. kind of lovely, isn't it? Well, and also when, when we arrived, which was in July, we, were, we weren't really, we were sort of, I think, six people, which we're getting close to now outside. And of course, the weather was much nicer by the time we got here. Um, it is that we have already established a really lovely group of friends where we can... Um, sit outside in the garden and, and, and have a meal and we were invited round to lots of people's houses for a meal and for a drink so the excitement for me is as soon as we're open again and you know having a local pub we didn't really have a local pub in London we weren't really 
pub goers, were we, we in London? That uh, Well, that's one of the benefits, surely, to talk about the local rural pubs. Yes, exactly. Because London pubs, let's face it, are not that attractive to go to. No. I'm... But 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 uh, these lovely um, uh, rural pubs, and we've we're we're surrounded by rural villages. Um, we've got our own uh, community pub um, named after Queen Elizabeth because in that building she stayed the, the night one night. That's Queen Elizabeth the first. Back the in 1752. Yeah, so that's Queen Elizabeth first, well, not not our current Queen Elizabeth, obviously. Uh, you know, there's that pub, it, and uh, you know you can't obviously when we go in there, you're going to meet everyone from the you know all loads of people from the village, which is which is kind of like really nice. Well, but what uh, about what about the walks? Well, yeah. So I was going to say that I mean the, the walks. I mean as we're talking to you now, um, I'm looking out at we're at, at the base of the Breeden Hill. I can see sheep and cows up the hill. Um, the walks around are just glorious. On 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 any given day. We see, we see, we see hare. We see rabbit. We're seeing baby lambs. We're seeing, we're seeing monk jack. We're seeing herds of deers. Uh, uh, is that a certain no such herds of deer? I, should think I don't know. There's probably, deers. A, I I don't know. There's probably a name. Um, uh, the baby lambs being born, and uh, and the bird life, the bullfinches, the woodpeckers, the owls. Um, to be woken up in the morning by birds chirping and going to sleep at night with the owls hooting. Um, it's, it's just so much nicer than the, the traffic of the cars or the motorbikes rearing past, yeah. which I very often got woken up by at 7.30. There was always this particular person on a motorbike who I'm sure was going off on his commute every morning and river, <clears throat> off he went. And I just, and the silence and the quietness um, but it can be busy if you want it to be. I would say probably, and, and this again isn't really a downside of it. I mean, obviously you could always walk to all the shops or you could get on a, a bus outside our flat or, or you mean in London. In, yeah. in London. Yeah. Um, so now it does involve driving. But, but when we know, drive, I really yeah. enjoy the drive. Well, that's it's what I'm lovely. just going to say. When, when we do drive here, it's very enjoyable because the roads are clear. Yes. Um, and obviously the scenery everywhere, the scenery everywhere here is beautiful. Well, and you don't have um, to lug all your shopping back. And, and, you, and you can park free right outside the store. Correct. So, yes. you know, when you're in London, it, parking me. is always so stressful. The local authorities try and fleece you for more and more money all the time. Um, uh, you know, and, and there's restrictions everywhere. Uh, but here, you know, you can pull up right outside and driving is a pleasure. Yes, here. it is. A it, pleasure. It's an absolute yes. So, so pleasure. And and it and it's 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 very nice to be, to be able to go and drive to, to a shop or, yes. or to a garden centre and the yes. farm shop. I think that's what the I'm farm loving. Shops, yeah, that's and of course we're in the we're right by the Vale of Evesham, which yes, has so the, all the, the fresh, the fresh produce and the cherries is and fantastic. The apples and the so you can pears. eat, and that's another thing you can eat more healthily. Yes, more easily. Very um, much which so. Is, which is a terrific thing. And another thing, uh, you it, what's lovely here um, is to be able to support local businesses. Yes, very much so. In fact, um, that's, that, uh, that, that has been our aim, hasn't it, since we got here? Yeah. Because we've had to have lots and bits and pieces done in the garden and 
um, tree surgeon, yeah, tree mm. surgeon, and nurseries for flowers, yeah. and and as I said, the fruit and vegetables, and and odd jobs around the you know getting local handyman, getting the yeah. office set up handyman. Yeah. So just using local people. Yeah, um, I want to use local people all the time just yeah. to, to help them out. And, and, the, and the woman that you used to do our new uh, curtains was fantastic. Yes. And, uh, but again, local. Or, yes. you know, lo and a, a plumber, local, service. local plumber. So small, yes, small businesses. Uh, this probably won't appeal that much to our corporate clients who are vast businesses. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it is just nice to be able to, to get back to that that uh, kind of economy where where people are relying on each other in a local environment. Do you think we're talking really old people stuff? No, here? I don't. I, I think this is, and I, actually we can, we can bring this sort of round to getting back to re, the relocation business because, you know, it, it feels to me as though the world has changed totally um, and is going to change uh, in so many ways. Uh, we talked in our last episode about the working from anywhere kind of revolution. Um, and uh, I, I see this in, in, the, uh, in the employees that we're moving for uh, our corporate clients, that uh, although they are very much still oriented around an office environment, they're working very much more um, from home. Um, and they too are discovering the benefit, the sort of benefits that we've been talking about here. So you're seeing a, a bit of a subtle change because, of course, those kind of um, people that we are moving are not buying homes. They used to uh, many years ago. They, they, they used to, when they were relocated internationally, they would buy. They don't do that anymore because their employers discourage that for very understandable reasons. Um, I don't know whether that will change. It might do. Um, because the working from anywhere situation does allow people perhaps not to have to relocate so much because well, they can do so and, much and more. Hiring, and hiring more local people. And they're hiring, settled. yes, and our clients for, for economic reasons, obviously, um, uh, not least for economic reasons, are hire, wanting to hire local people. So that um, might mean uh, that there's going to be a move uh, perhaps away from rental, rental and back to people buying but regardless of whether that happens or not the choices that people are making i notice in terms of rental properties that they are selecting are ones that are, are more um, uh, leaning towards not being right in the center of the city uh, and having this ability to uh, have an environment at home where you as we have here where we can work very very comfortably and very professionally uh, from a home office. Uh, so that means, for instance, things like having good broadband, obviously is that, that now is the lifeblood of um, all businesses or nearly all businesses anyway. Uh, so perhaps that will, well, it'd be interesting to see uh, what changes do take place, but I'm certainly noticing uh, that kind of a, a trend going on. What do you think? Uh, yes, uh, uh, the, the young people that I've been speaking to, as uh, 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 because they've been doing it now for over a year, a lot of them are saying when they go back or if there are companies that want to go back, um, that, that they would like to do a combination of both, really. Mm. Maybe yeah. have a couple of, a couple of days at home, mm. including the weekends, if that's the, you know, the type of job they're in, and, and go to an office three days a week or vice versa, yeah. three days at home 
out of the five and two days in the office yeah. to keep up the, um, the relationship, I guess, with their working colleagues. And I think that that would suit them a lot because they're finding like a lot of very large companies um, have got all this office space and they're saying, well, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely crazy. I mean, I, 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 I'm imagining that London particularly is, is, is awash with, with empty leases. Well, offices. Or, offices. Oh, well, yes. I mean, um, I mean that's going, uh, yeah, that, it, it'll be very interesting to see what, pl- what plays out yes. there. Um, but, um, yeah. So. And having staggered, you know, maybe reducing the size of their office space so that the people, when they have them, if they can offer them to come in two or three days a week and work from home, mm. that it would be, I don't know, let's say a, a marketing department would come in on a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday, and another department would come in on a Tuesday, Wednesday into the same office, so that you're not just having all these office, this office space sitting empty. So it's always fill, full, but a much smaller capacity yes and and you can have sort of satellites where you've got um you know uh, to give the the young people the ability to be able to socialize and you have hubs without necessarily being right in the center of a city yes exactly so that's that's yes. possible and we just don't know what, what's going to happen there but what what we're not seeing yet um we've, we've talked we started we started this episode by referring to the sunday times article and the you know what's happening in the, the home sale market, what, what we haven't really seen, we've not seen that reflected yet, I should say, in the rental market. Um, so the rental market, you, you know, is, is, is not really booming in, in that way, which is a good thing for our clients because it means that we can secure properties. At, yes, uh, there's an abund- there seems know, to be there's, and there's still is an abundance of rental homes. Well, because, because they tend to be in the city. Yes. Um, and uh, so... Uh, and and they haven't been able to work, you know, yeah. go into the you know, city to work. They've had to work from home. So, yeah. as, as I mean, a lot of, you know, offices are still going, you know, are working in the office and they're going back or... Yes. Um, so that is changing and it has and a lot of them have been working throughout but i think that it will uh um as, as it starts opening up more and more um then i think uh it'll start again especially with universities going back you know with all the universities in london as well yes but um, i wonder whether there's going to be the same kind of shift in thinking uh, with renters saying, well, actually, we, we want to live, we want to move, you know, we, we want to have a place outside. Um, uh, you know, so it, I, I guess it's going to depend on what the, the, the policy of their um, employer is. Yes. Um, but uh, that I can't see that, I can't see why one, you know, the, the, home, the home sale market would go one way and the rental market would go in a completely different direction. I, I think that's unlikely. I think that the rental market is is probably likely to to mirror the home sale market in time, but I don't know. No, I mean, well, I think you know, you've still got the young, you know, a lot of lot of people coming out of university. You've always got the young people, um, you know, starting out in their lives, and they're going to need somewhere to live. And and um, the, yes, the stamp duty has been extended, but a lot of people cannot afford to buy, not yet. They ca- it's, t- it's quite tough to get on that ladder, on that property ladder. Yes, so, but it might be that, it, it may be that employers, you know, 
recognize that and 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 make a a change in policy in in terms of maybe helping people buy uh, or making you know in changing their policies so, so that it as it was before it's more home purchase friendly rather than you must rent you know at all costs will that change because in my other podcast i do a i do a cross generational podcast uh, called reeducating dad reeducating dad uh, if you want to look that up you can find that very easily and uh, i talked to my daughter on that podcast and also my grandson ben and i was asking ben ben is you know literally just 18 years old he's about to go off to university and i was asking him about this very point about you know as a young person do you really feel you want to go into an office and and so on and he was saying well he and his peers are uh, you know are very keen to work from home um they very much see that as the way the way of the future which i found very interesting i was expecting a different answer uh from him so if employers you know, employers react to what the talent pool obviously are demanding well, so think, if if young people yes. if if young people are saying well actually you know we don't want to spend nine till five in in every day in the office we don't we don't want to commute for an hour each way every day well, and the we cost, want some the cost and the cost therefore can, be, can yeah. also be transferred exactly, exactly. Well, you've, you've taken the words out of my yes. life it can be transferred or get so, two or three like if you years ago when i was that age when i was at that sort of first stage uh, um buying stage which i didn't do but a lot of young people would would club to get two or three of them and they and would buy, buy together. Yeah. Because well, whereas now they club together and rent. Yes. So now they could look so, to buy. Yeah. Help them. It makes it easier to get on the property ladder. Yeah. And, and you know, they're there and it's a start. And, and you know, the, hopefully the property market will, you know, continue to, you know, you can't normally go wrong, can you really, in terms well, of... Well, no, that's why people want to, you know, and that's why our, you know, our very first assignees back when we started this business in the, in the late 1980s, a long time ago, uh, the, the, all the assignees that we dealt with had bought their property. You know? Yes, but in fact, if you uh, think about it, a lot of the people we've moved now for our large companies are actually, they we, we've helped them relocate, but they're now localising them. So they're taking yes. them off the expat package and localizing them. So they are now thinking, well, now I've got to pay for my rent myself, which the company paid for yeah. before when they moved them over here from yes. wherever they brought them from, a lot from North America are saying, well, do I want to spend, you know, 800, uh, 900, uh, uh, well, a no, week. that's a week. Yes. Um, on, on, on rental when I could spend that and buy on, a property on a mortgage which is, and, and which is going to obviously it's the, old, it's the old argument for, for buying else. versus rental yes um, so at the moment that you know the the, the the tail is wagging the dog yes. if you think of the tail as work and yes. the dog is lifestyle uh, the tail is wagging the dog all the decisions are being made around work yes and it and it it doesn't necessarily need to be that way because you know buying your property might be the best investment probably will be the best investment you'll ever make and that's what our original assignees that's why they were choosing to buy yes exactly even though they were actually being they were actually being moved every probably three years and they were still buying it still made sense to them yes might not have made great sense for the employer but as i say the employer is always going to follow the talent what the talent pool demands 
And I think, well, it's, you know, who knows? I haven't got a crystal ball. But I think that there is, that there is a, a, you know, a seismic shift going to take place. Um, and, you know, I, I think it might well go back well, to this people is the, yes, I think that's buying. Right. And, of course, interest rates at the moment are you know, so cheap. Borrow, the cost of borrowing yes. is so cheap. You know, you, for what you're paying in your rent, you can actually buy a lovely property, lovely rural property, uh, maybe if you've got to go to London every now and again, well, we're only, what are we, two hours from London? Yes. Um, you know, well, that's, we're probably less by train. I mean, that, that's dry. No, but no, I, no we can't. Two hours? It's still two hours. Two hours, okay. Yes. So two yeah. hours, well, it's nothing, is it, really? No. Uh, as long as you don't have to do it every day, both ways, you know, that's... Uh, it makes it a bit of an adventure as well. It means they go to see work colleagues and, uh, and, and uh, I, I think that, you know, this pandemic has has really changed the mindset yeah. of the world. Well, we we know that absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's a complete uh, great. Well, it's time. Change. Thanks for that, Chris. It's time to wrap up. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Um, you know, uh, I know we've got a lot of um, um, listeners who are in the human resources space uh, or in like us in in the relocation world. What are you seeing? Are you seeing? Um, this sort of change you do you see that are we right in what we're saying here are we completely off base i mean we don't know um but uh, we're just we're just guessing on the basis of what's happened in our own lives um so it'd be very very interesting as it always is to hear your comments we love to get your feedback um and uh, we love to uh, have this conversation with you and uh, so please do participate uh, we you can do it via our website uh, you can find our facebook page for people and property the relocation podcast uh, engage there send us a, if you prefer not to comment publicly i know some of you don't want to do that which is fine send us a send us a direct message if you don't want your you know your comment to be made public it, it won't be made public if you do want to be out there um, on your soapbox you can do that too um, and uh, we're always interested in uh, hearing from you, perhaps even having you on as a guest um, on our podcast. So thank you very much for listening. But for now, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Thanks, everyone. See Bye-bye. you next time. Bye. Bye.